I'm gonna take one, baby. What's up, everyone? We are back again with Take One Podcast, Holy Week Edition. Um, this this episode, you have the pleasure of 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 having me, Sir Gregory, Sir G Thornton, as your host, and I'm going to um, navigate our conversation. And as always, we have the esteemed Adriana um, Steele with us. Mm-hmm. Say hey, hey say say hey. <laughs> Like Michael, hey! <laughs> we need that round of applause. <laughs> we need that round of applause. But, and uh, we have the newest um, ordained Reverend Artez Henderson Senior with us. What's up, man? Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Well, yeah, man. I'm I'm super excited for this episode. If you are looking at the title of this episode and wondering why I'm excited. Um, we, you're going to soon find out. Um, but today, man, we're going to talk about um, Good Friday. Um, I typically make a mistake and call it Black Friday. Um, <laughs> but I actually, after this conversation, you might begin to call it Black Friday yourself. Um, but I want to start off this conversation with, with a scripture that comes to mind and if you um, are a member of downtown church you probably heard the scripture preached this past Sunday and it's John 12 verse 24 and it says unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies it remains alone but if it dies it bears much fruit so how does that relate to um, Black Friday I mean <laughs> to Good Friday, um, we shopping. <laughs> <laughs> to Good Friday, um, because typically I don't know about y'all, Artez and Adriana, but I typically um, when I think about Easter, I think about the high part. Mm-hmm. I think about growing up, going get my new Easter suit to get to church. It's it's a happy day. It's a moment where. People come to church and we celebrate, you know, the the empty tomb. Um, but as I continue to live my life um, and just um, interact with different people, going through different things, I've I've just come to just realize and feel for myself that most of the times our daily reality feels closer to to Good Friday mm-hmm. at the cross yeah. than. That Sunday morning, the praise of the um, um, empty tomb. Um, so this episode, I really want us to just really stop and reflect and and just sit in the emotions, the gloominess, the darkness of that of that horrific scene at the cross, and just think about man, what can that cross teach us today? In our present reality So um, Minister Artis <laughs> Ordain I'm about to put you on the spot Since you just passed your exams um, What does The cross Like theologically Like why was the cross necessary Like why did Jesus Have to die on the cross First thing that come to my mind is that He was the The promised one who was equipped with both humanity and deity to be the suitable substitute and the atonement 
so that we can have life. And so um, there was no other man or woman who was fit to die and to absorb uh, not just the, the crown of thorns and the, the whippings and um, all those other physical things that he went, the horrific phys physical things that he went through, but um, he was the only one that can fully absorb the wrath of God, the wrath of the Father, and literally the sins of the world. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus, the Son of Man, before eternity passed, agreed with the, the Godhead that that was the plan that he, he would come and to fulfill, that he would come and lay down his life and that he would be forsaken by yeah. the Father uh, so that all who will believe in him will have life. Yeah. So that's the big picture, theological. I know nothing practical about it, but it <laughs> is up there. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so, so you saying that Jesus came as the sacrifice to absorb the wrath of God? That when He was hanging on that cross, He literally was absorbing the wrath of God that was due to you and me, um, um, so that we may have everlasting life. Yes, He experienced hell itself. On our behalf. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Adriana, with that being said, like, like what, what do you, like, just talk about like the emotions that you feel as you just think about like Friday. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely echo that it's not something that I feel like I take a lot of time to think about on Easter. Um, and I don't think my Easter memories are filled with thinking about Good Friday as much as just like um, the celebration of Easter. But I do think um, if I just take some time to think about like complete all of God's wrath for all of our sins um, and just like feeling that separation from God, um, it does, you know, make me sad and kind of it also makes me think about the people um, back in those times it felt like all hope was lost and they were looking to Jesus to be this, this new king, um, this new savior and it didn't look like what they thought it was going to look like um, and how they probably could just be, after seeing Jesus perform all these miracles you know, having all of these amazing things happen, him feeding these, this multitude of people um, healing the sick, I mean, raising Lazarus from the dead, like all these things that he did. I just, um, I think I can empathize with them as like in my human heart, I would probably be devastated mm. um, if I were them. Yeah. And just like, what do I do now? Like, what's the meaning of life yeah. if this isn't the one, you know? Um, so yeah, and I think like even going back to the what you were saying, I think I understand it better now as an adult, though, seeing how many things had to to die or fail for new life to happen um, in my life. And for so many things in my life are not the way I thought they were going to be. But the beauty in what the life that God has cra like crafted for yeah. me outside of myself. But, yeah, those are just some of my, my musings. And, man, like, <laughs> like... John 12, 24 really has been speaking to me like this past week mm -hmm. because I feel like this is a part of 
that's like this is a healthy part of the Christian diet that's that's missing out mm-hmm. in in today's like discipleship and teaching. And I, I'm not trying to speak for everyone's experience, but I know from my experience, it like my discipleship has been more so of a not even prosperity gospel of if you do this, then you're gonna be blessed. Yeah. But but even part of that, it has been like, man, if you follow Jesus, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. marry the right person, if you obey Him, like yeah. um, like a in a sense, a easy life follows. Mm-hmm. But the more I even like look at scripture and even look at Jesus' teachings, I'm seeing more and more the call to die. Yeah. Like to die. Jesus said, if you follow me, pick up your cross. Yeah. Like pick like we have to pick up our own cross. And I think those phrases have been so like relevant or just um like we've heard them so much that that it's easy to just like, oh yeah, pick up my cross and follow Jesus. But like yeah. In the moment, are we really willing to die? And as I reflect on Good Friday, like, um, like, like this is something that ha- has really been brought up to my mind and heart. That I kind of want to um, bring up um, to you guys too. So, um, with that, like, let's talk a little bit more. Help me um, even just bring out like how, like, how is what happened on the cross relevant today? Like to our day today like Adrian you kind of talked about just like they felt all hope was lost so like kind of bring it in like how do some of our people uh, deal with that yeah I mean I will say like what you were talking about uh, not necessarily being taught the prosperity gospel but just like once you follow Jesus your life is going to be amazing (laughs) you're not going to have any trials Mm -hmm. or tribulations and I think one thing I've heard a lot um like when I was in college, or I guess like young adulthood, I guess I'm still a young adult, but you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of it was like when I was, you know, younger, that's what I'm gonna say, because I don't wanna give away my age. But um, I feel like it was like when you follow Jesus, your purpose, you know what I'm saying? Even if it wasn't like you're gonna have all the money, but like your purpose, you're gonna, you know, fulfill this amazing purpose and mm. you're gonna do great things, almost like, um, almost making like our purpose an idol, making work an idol, making a calling an idol. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just thinking as you were talking, like certain things that have to die in us. Um, So maybe if um, certain things that maybe I've looked to, and I thought I was looking to Jesus, Mm. but I'll just say like with work, I was looking to work to give me my Mm self-worth. And I was like, felt like I was earning my worth in work. And work kind of became an idol. And at the end of the day, I found myself burnt out, unhealthy in all kinds of ways. I mean, all kinds, spiritually, physically, you know, just unhealthy. Um, And I feel like God needed to kill that idol of work and even self-image. And that's hard. I think, like, when... Whenever, you know, I don't know who said it, but our hearts are idol factories. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like. Timothy Keller. Okay. Okay, Tim Keller, come on. <laughs> I've been around y'all long enough. I'm starting to quote Tim Keller. Hey, Presbyterian. <laughs> I know. Um, but just like whenever we, or even if, like, if we look to a relationship, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, we can look to any type of relationship, but I, f- I feel like I see it a lot with, like, relationships and, like, relationship goals, hashtag, right. vacation, yeah. you know, all the things. <laughs> Well, like, I feel, I feel like I've done that, too. Like, made an idol of a relationship. Hmm. 
and that person is going to fail you because mm. they're not Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but when those idols in my life have had to die, like, it hurt. Mm. <laughs> like, when that relationship ended, I was in a relationship for four years, like, that hurt, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, when I was just like, oh, I can't look to work for my worth, what do I do, you know? Right. So just all those things, and I think Good Friday does kind of symbolize that because Jesus was dying for our sins. Mm. And so it's like when these idols, when these sins die, they hurt, but the new life that comes is so much better. Mm. So like when I stopped putting my worth in work, there was freedom in that. Okay. You know, <laughs> when I stopped looking to a human, you know what I'm saying? There's freedom in that. And then that, that person I'm in a relationship feels free too because yes. it's like I don't have to meet this crazy yeah. standard. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's answering your yeah, question yeah. as much, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. And you was asking the question, how does this, how does Good Friday is relevant for us today? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I was thinking about just all the different sequence of events that was leading up to Jesus' crucifixion. And, you know, you think about even two years ago when we was in the thick of the pandemic, or even in the beginning when uh, George Floyd mm -hmm. was killed. And, you know, obviously we was at home, so there wasn't much to do, just be on our phones and things of that nature. But the whole world, literally the whole world saw mm -hmm. that injustice. Um, and it was sad. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was heartbreaking. And there was this like, this global outcry of justice for uh, Mr. Floyd, right? Mm -hmm. And people saw it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it wasn't a great thing. This was like black and white. It was, it was really obvious. Mm -hmm. But, um, and so it's something about our, our culture, like there's a, there's something in our being that God has put that we know injustice when we see it. Yeah. Some of us suppress it, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, we seen there was like this unified global outcry of injustice. But look at Jesus and if you look at just a series of events that led up to his, his crucifixion, and Sergey, you, you sent some notes out and you had a couple of these things as well. He was betrayed mm -hmm. um, by one of his good friends. He did life with for three years, and this person was, was basically uh, one of his disciples, um, did life, uh, intimate uh, experiences, right? Yeah. Betrayed. He was mocked. Um, the Bible doesn't really give us, you know, what everybody was saying, but I'm pretty sure they was they was they was cursing this man out, um, saying some very disrespectful mm -hmm. things. Uh you talking about injustice. He was before the, the governors and the rulers and um basically called that man guilty. You know, they didn't know what to do with him, even though he had a spotless record. Uh he sure he was depressed. He he was a man. And so you you know, you can't tell me that Jesus didn't feel depressed after being forsaken and at, after being betrayed and people were saying all these uh things about him and, and just the abuse, the physical abuse that he was experiencing, the emotional abuse that he was experiencing, the the verbal abuse that he was experiencing, he was taken advantage of. And you talking about the biggest act of injustice ever in mankind. But the plot twist was he, 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 subject, he, he subjected himself or subjected? Yeah. Yeah, he subjected <laughs> himself uh, to all of these things. Mm -hmm. So the Bible teaches us in John, he say, I lay down my life. Mm -hmm. And so 
you think about how mind-blowing that is that, God, this would be a part of your plan, that you allow yourself to experience all these things so that he can really sympathize with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel like, so that he can empathize and sympathize with us. Um, because he know the feeling, like you said, Adrian, of looking for something to, to fulfill you. You know, he, he knows the feeling of uh, when we experience loneliness and when we experience injustice and when we are misunderstood. And yeah. um, he knows those feelings. And he, he, he did something about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he gave his life uh, for us, yeah. his, his dying breath. And even when they were mocking him on the cross, Something was just radically like mind blowing. Say he said, Father, forgive them. Yeah. Like, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. But what I'm doing is actually it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna free them from the bondage that, that they're in bondage of. Um, and so anyway, I, I just think, you know, today I know Easter is probably not appreciated. I'm sorry, uh, Good Friday uh, is probably not appreciated um, by most, but when we really get into the weeds and we really see this man, um, this God man who experienced all these injustices, but so that we can have a completely renewed identity in him, Mm -hmm. so that we can be liberated um, from the brokenness of this world, for the brokenness of our flesh, and uh, and have hope beyond this world. And man, you hit it and like like even as you was talking, it was just like, can I really fully appreciate Easter or Resurrection Sunday without first sitting, you know, at the cross? Exactly. And like even what you said, like, like even we always, well, I mean, typically it's easy for us to think about Jesus as being the Son of God, the King of Kings, the one who reigns, the promised Messiah, but he was fully God and fully man. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know about y'all, but like, I have a hard time, like, I have a hard time some following all of God's word. You know, I have a hard time forgiving those who hurt me. I feel so many emotions that are ungodly. <laughs> and when I look at Jesus, not only betrayed by Judas, we know that, but, like, he was abandoned by his best friends. Like, he was abandoned right. by his boys. Mm-hmm. And, like, even now, um, being a father of two, I can't help but think about Mary, his mother, at the foot of the cross, mm. like seeing her son. And the Bible tells us he was beaten to the point he was unrecognizable. Mm. And so just like, it's not just a, just a pretty scene of a cross that, you know, we do these Easter plays, but mm. it's like, it's, it's, it's stuff that leads to just hopelessness and despair. And I think so many believers struggle with our faith and even leave the church because maybe maybe because we subconsciously believe that it's just supposed to be all all lovey-dovey and a beautiful sunny morning but I believe like we really have to man take time and sit that Jesus says hey um, I suffered much those who follow me gonna suffer you know anymore and just really um just sit just learn to sit in this and see that jesus already went through it and that he meets us in this moment you know what i'm saying like in our current moment 
not just I hope it's not just on Sunday morning, but I hope it's even while I'm suffering with with my marital problems, even while I'm suffering on the job, even while I'm suffering um, um, just emotionally, like Jesus still meets me in my today um, and in everyday uh, moment. Um, so, so before we uh, wrap up this this um this episode, just want to give y'all the chance to just say like like just kind of like what what encouragement would you give those um like how can you encourage someone right now um just in light of Good Friday? How can this dark moment be an encouragement to you? Today is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think um, I think what you're saying, even the the side of um, like Jesus has experienced the ultimate depression, like he has experienced the ultimate betrayal. You know, um, so there's no like hurt that he can't understand. Mm-hmm. I think that's really comforting for me. Um, because of course, like all all of life isn't horrible. It's not like that. But just we all have troubles, right? We all have struggles. Um, I don't think you get through this life without going through some things. Um, whether it's like large trauma or like they say little t traumas, like we've all been through some things. Um, and life isn't easy. <laughs> um, like they say, life be lifing, and you know, it's it's hard sometimes. But I think the comfort for me is knowing that. Jesus has been through like everything that I've been through, like that I'm going mm-hmm. through. He understands. I can talk to him about it. And more than that, he has overcome all of it. Mm-hmm. And there is this future like he did all of that so we could have eternal life with him. And so I think just um, when I am struggling or in despair or just like this life ain't it, you know, what I'm saying just having moments like that or if I'm seeing injustices and, and, and I'm just getting tired. I think the hope for me is that one, God understands, Jesus understands, and then um, two, like this is all a part of a major plan for mm-hmm. him to bring ultimate justice and um, like it's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be my encourage, encouragement for anybody that may be struggling like I do, um, that like joy is coming yeah, and that we can experience that joy even now. Um, through communion with Jesus yeah. and truly be understood because he understands us and he's been misunderstood. He's felt everything. Yeah, we felt. Yes. Yeah, one word that come to my mind is love. Um, Tim Keller again. So Tim Keller, you know, he had this quote like, you know, it's one thing to be fully known, but it's nothing to be fully known and fully loved. You know, right. for somebody to really know you, like the good, the bad, the ugly, um, but to still love you. And so many different scriptures come to my mind. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his love through this. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. First mm-hmm. um, John 4, 2 talks about, and this is love. Not that we love God first, but he loved us. Mm-hmm. And he sent his son to be an atoning sacrifice for us. So when I think about Good Friday, I think about the extremes that, Jesus went through to demonstrate his love towards us. Mm-hmm. And this was even before we even had our stuff together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this was before 
You know, you can even try to calculate church attendance. This is before, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, let me clean up. You know, I'm, I, I know I curse a lot, but let me, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I messed around with my, my friend. I, you know, I know, well, let me just get myself together. And he say, no, like, that's, that's impossible. Yeah. You don't have the, the capital. You don't have the money, the resources uh, to bear what needs to be bared. Um, so that you could have a new beginning and a new start um, and new life. And so I would just encourage uh, those of you who are listening, just think about the extreme measures he, he took to demonstrate his love for us, saying that you don't have to do anything but believe. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really appreciate that. You know, I still can't wrap my mind around what happened. Um, it was a gruesome scene. But the, the, the creator of the universe stooped so low and humbled himself to die. Yeah. Like he had to become a man to die because the son of God is eternal. So it's like <laughs> he became a, a person, a human being, um, to lay down his life uh, for those he loved who will, who will believe in him and trust him. And so I just want to encourage you to think about love. You know, you think somebody love you. You know, mama, daddy, grandpa, papa, you know, my whoever that is, like, they do. You know, you can kind of attest. You can, you can recall certain things that they did for you, right? Certain things that they said to you, right? Certain sacrifices they made. But I look at Jesus' love. That's a whole nother, yeah. whole nother love. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you saying that, man. The love of God is what, is what compels us and motivates us to even live this crazy life mm-hmm. and as I conclude I just want to read again and remind you guys of um, man, John 12 24 unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies it remains alone but if it dies it bears much fruit and I'm starting to believe more and more that that is the core of our Christian faith um, Adriana man you hit on earlier just like I have these dreams, I have these these like me like like I have my dreams, I have my wills, my will be done. Yeah, and I believe God is calling us to like a, a large part of the Christian walk. Yes. is Him forcing us to die yeah. <laughs> to ourselves, not that we may lose, but Jesus said, "Hey, yeah. lose your life so you can gain, like so you can gain your real life." And um, I'm going to close with this statement. I just heard y- y'all um, been quoting um, Tim Keller. <laughs> Let me quote um, Reverend Dr. Charlie Dates okay, from, Charlie from the Progressive Baptist in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, he said this past Sunday, um, if, you, if you hold on to your life, you will live once and die twice. Mm. But if you let go of your life, you will die once and live twice. Mm. Meaning that we all are going to suffer a physical death, we know, but without faith in Christ, we also suffer a spiritual death. Yeah. So we live once, but we die twice, physical and spiritual. But when we trust in Jesus, um, persevere, um, sit with him, um, cry to him, um, look at his love, let go of this world and die to ourselves daily, um, we will die once a physical um, death, but but that physical death just 
gives birth to something so much greater that we will all enjoy um, for eternity. So, y'all, thanks for listening. This your boy, Sir G, my girl, Adriana, and um, Artez, the third senior. And um, <laughs> and um, um, happy Friday. Good Friday. Black Friday. Go shopping. <laughs> <laughs>